You're listening to the Bryony Kennedy Lifestyle Edit, brought to you by Adorn Cosmetics. Welcome back to the Bryony Kennedy Lifestyle Edit. And today, of course, I've got the beautiful Jack Thatcher with me. And we're going to be talking all things the M. The M. The M word. Mm. Hi, B. It's good to see you again, by the way. Oh, I know. I've been away for a bit. I know you have. I'm a bit excited about this M word. Is it the nice M word we're going to be talking about today? The one that, mm. you know, gives you all the happy hormones? Mm. Mm. I'd like to think so, but no, unfortunately, no. No, we're going to go get down, not so much into the gutter, but we're going to get a bit dirty and talk about things that women probably are a bit embarrassed to talk about from time to time, I think. I don't know. Maybe they just feel a bit... Like they're alone mm. in what they're experiencing with this M word. Yes. Well, do you want to tell us all what the mm. M word is today? Mm. Okay, so it was menopause. Menopause. Mm. And so for me, look, I know both of us have been uh, going through this and you can go through your more natural uh progression into that. Um, Unfortunately for me, um, I don't think it's any easier, but I think that having a hysterectomy, um, a full hysterectomy, which was including the removal of my ovaries as well, just recently, hence why I've been a little AWOL for a while repairing, um, has been interesting. I think that for me, the reason that I took this on board is probably something which quickly touch on. Mm. Um, Surgical menopause for me was something that I opted for because of some issues I had around PMDD. Um, Now, I just want to make a note here. I am no doctor and have no uh, medical background, but I will talk about the things that I know have been told to me about my situation. So please, everybody, make sure they research their own things and see their own doctors. But for me, PMDD was uh, an extremely difficult thing that I experienced um, after having the boys, my my three boys that I've got, um, and it really caused some issues around, um, you know, obviously hormones and my mood. And so for me, it wasn't giving me a good quality of life. And so the decision to have a hysterectomy, um, including my ovaries, was a drastic one, but one I felt would, I suppose advance something that was going to happen to me anyway at some point, uh, bring it forward and then hopefully whilst this menopause journey is not going to be something that's necessarily easy, it's bringing it forward and hopefully once I get through that, I'm going to have some kind of quality life at the other end. What I found interesting though, Jack, was that for PMDD, which is basically like more of a, a psychosis around PMS, it's a it's a different, um, totally different thing to PMS. It's a sensitivity to estrogen. And what I found interesting is that when you do lose your ovaries or you have completed menopause, is that estrogen is actually what keeps your skin really healthy. So the elasticity and, and of course, um, you know, the collagen and things like that. Um, But it also helps prevent heart attacks in women. So that's why we hear about women maybe in that that age bracket that are more likely to have those heart attacks. Of course, there's osteoporosis. So we think about these little ovaries and, and the estrogen and the hormones that we get from them just being a pain in the backside, but they do actually help us from a medical point of view. So... They're not just there to help us produce babies. No. They do also perform another function once that 
yeah, you know, activity ceases to be a possibility yes. for many women. There's still a reason why yeah. we have our ovaries, yes. is why we have all their body parts. They take on another role. Absolutely. Um, or the role that they had before becomes a bit more elevated because yeah. the other thing's kind of not necessary anymore, so now they're going to focus all their attention on doing this. Absolutely, mm. yeah. And that was what sort of scared me a little bit because I thought, oh, I'm, I'm kind of getting rid of one problem, but I'm mm, possibly giving myself another one. So, you know, for me, I have taken on that, um, the, the journey of HRT. So I've just started that and that's obviously your estrogen replacement. Is it lots of fun? Mm, yeah, <laughs> it is lots of fun. Um, look, I have to say, I don't know about you, but since having kids, I feel a little bit hot and sweaty anyway. But yeah, definitely since I've had the procedure, I am, I, I can't see any of these beautiful sweaters that I've got in my wardrobe getting worn anytime soon. Like it's, I'd be bikining everywhere if I could. It's, I'm, I'm hot. I have to say I'm hot. Um, <laughs> and not in the way that we all necessarily know you as. No, not, not, not in the visual hotness, I'm mm. hot. So I think that was something that I had to sort of really consider, but I still felt that it was something I needed to do. Um, and, you know, I guess for me, I've just got to be really careful for the next um, 12 months because a surgical menopause is a very instantaneous shock to the system. Mm. Um, and so for me, there's some some strategies that I've got in place, not just the HRT, but things around collagen, things around skincare. And I mean, I don't want to look like I'm 80, especially being the founder of Adorn, you mm. know, when I'm, by the time I'm 50. So it's really about making sure that I'm looking after my inner health very, very well so that my outer health and obviously my outer skin and my hair and all of those things continue to look as good as they can. Mm-hmm. Um, but look, you know, operation was smooth, no real pain. But yeah, look, it's, it's. I think emotionally, I can feel that there's a little bit to get used to. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I really have a lot of sympathy for the women out there that have been going through this because it's, it's it is, it's not easy. It's hard stuff. No, and it's... It's a funny thing. So from my perspective, being 52, I was obviously naturally mm. heading towards menopause. And because a lot of my friendship groups are women that have either gone through it or already going through it, I was kind of like, if I call myself the baby of mm. the group, where I was kind of watching their experiences and I wasn't having any symptoms and I wasn't kind of feeling as though anything was really happening in that yeah. area until 12 months ago. So I obviously had my more kind of natural run up to it. And I, you know, at one point thought, oh, I'm just going to cruise through menopause and this is not going to be a thing for me because I've always lived in denial and just always cracked on as so many women do and just get on with business and try to kind of forget that it's happening. And so for me it was because it was such a slow progression, there were things that were happening happening slowly so over time. On you, it? Exactly. Mm. And it's not until one day when you wake up and you literally do want to um, go and join the French Foreign Legion because you can't stand anybody that you're living mm. with. Uh, is that actually even still a thing at the French yes. Foreign Legion? I don't know, but it used to be a place mm, yeah. where people would run away to <laughs> if, they, if they wanted to forget their past lives <laughs> and become anonymous. I think it's called a bar now. Right, okay, yeah. that's true. Yeah, well, I could certainly do that. But um, unfortunately, that's the only sleep there. So <laughs> it was an until I think it was brought to my attention through, you know, close family, friends, my own mum, who said, who made that delicate question of, darling, um, I think you might need to go and see your GP. And that really is the best advice, I think, regardless Mm. of whether you're a female who is having a gradual run up to it or someone who's suffering other Mm. excessive symptoms, 
I think the value, and I never really kind of understood this before, but the real value in finding a terrific GP who is really well educated yeah. in women's health and particularly around menopause and hormones Absolutely. is so key. And the GP, luckily, I'd swapped GPs and found a fantastic female GP who's very mm. close by. Her advice and her um, learnings and direction in terms of how to deal with the initial onset of menopause, the realisation, any initial medication, then that discussion around HRT, mm. the, the twos and fro's of all of that. Yeah, because that and in itself is another whole ballgame. Correct. So that, many options, it's confusing. Correct. And then, you know, and then just helping to ease, mentally ease mm. my mind of the whole situation. Like, like you don't actually also have to suffer. Yeah. No woman should have to suffer regardless of what their situation is, whether it's just, you know, feeling off, or right in the throes mm. of it and all of a sudden realising and then having a bit of a breakdown or having excessive symptoms like yourself. Did you also feel, I suppose, um, sad in a way? Not like, yes, there's the symptoms we don't want those, but did you feel sad when you knew, like, oh, okay, this is this this chapter's now, this is me, like, wow, I'm not. Did it make you feel less useful or, like, I don't know, you, you're just moving on to a different chapter and was that in a way sad for you or you, it, it didn't register? It, it did, but probably not for the reasons that it would affect most other people. Mm. So in my situation, because, as you know, I just got married mm. um, to my high school sweetheart in nice. December. Yes. And because we, we have a blended family, we, did, we don't have biological children together. And I think that for us is just that bit of sadness that we know that we'll never have biological children yeah. together. So the sadness probably came more from the fact that once it actually happened, because up until then it was always a case of, well, we could always have a slip, mm. you know, mm. at the ripe old age of 50 and might that be fun for all the reasons that we <laughs> could contemplate. But once it actually did occur that that was happening, well, that was that no longer yeah. even became a possibility. Not that it really was, but it's just you knowing that that's now yeah. completely off the table. Yeah. So I think for me it was a bit of a different sadness on a different level. You know, yeah, I understand. Whereas yeah. for other women it might be more of a different way. But it didn't kind of affect me in those other ways, but mm. more so from mm. that perspective. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Um, I mean, we've got more than enough children, so that's not... <laughs> yeah, it's weird because I, I... And it's the same, like, I didn't, I don't want... I didn't want any more children mm. but it was i just remember when i was getting put under i was i mean scared shitless anyway mm. like the whole thing what was going to happen and what to expect but i did uh go under sort of having a few tears and i think it was just that whole wow this is like this is a new chapter and mm. um, maybe one that's obviously been sort of pushed on me a bit quicker than i needed it to be but yeah it's just it's I think every stage of your life, it's like, oh, I come here now. What's next? What does this mean? Um, you know, does this mean all of a sudden I'm going to get old? I'm not going to be uh, valuable anymore. Am I going to be unseen soon? Like it's all of those things as women you sort of not so much care about, but you do have to acknowledge that, um, you know, it's a, it is a different thing that you have to experience and for how long and mm. what, what's the impact um, going to have, not just from a medical perspective, mm. um, but, yeah, of course, you know, the way you look and you feel. Because no yes. one wants to feel like a bloody dragon, you know. No, that's right. And I think that was more, it was a kind of, for me, it was less about what I'd lost and more worried about what was going to happen. Mm. So, as you know, for me, you know, health and wellness and physical exercise and you know, diet and, you know, all those things are extreme. I have across the board kind of focus to all of those mm. things. 
And I was concerned about how that was going to affect, you know, my and sexual libido. Oh, yes, yes. That, yeah. you know, those, those, I think most women are fearful, maybe not what, you know, the physicalness of all the, um, the anatomy aspect of what yeah. they lost as well as much as what they're worried about, what they might lose. Yeah, yeah. Um, it yeah. might be, you know, an effect on the other end of it all. And so, um, again, that's where I think having access to a really quality GP. Yeah, and don't and be embarrassed also, about it. No. Like, don't be embarrassed about what you're going to talk about. Oh, no. Like it's because I think like you just not, um, nailed it just there about the whole, um, you know, feeling that you actually even want to have sex, mm. you know. And I think for me, like I've been on um, antidepressants for my PMDD for mm. a long time, which dulls your sex drive anyway. So I'm kind of like, well, that's just where I'm at. But mm. to then have to do this mm. and then think, shit, well, I'm, I'm probably never going to want to have sex again. It's like it's a bit of a concern. Mm. But I think there's so many options. Like I know I'm taking a little tablet thing at the moment, which I've got to build up. I know you were saying that you, um, on our latest trip, you were, you know, slip slop slapping every, God, every foreseeable night. like gel. It takes and... 20 minutes to get ready for bed. And that's after I've done my skincare for crying yeah. out loud. Oh, so I've out. done the makeup removal, the skincare, whatever else. The dawn needs to bring out some sort of um, hormonal gel that acts as a Face mask, I was going to say, can you do? Can we bring out a cleanser that is like as well as that? It's also like the estrogel or something oh. like because it's, you know, I'm in there ferreting around and Paul's, you know, in the bedroom going, "What are you doing in there?" I'm popping pills and I'm slathering on gel. What the hell? I'm just like, um, I'm not going to get to bed at one o'clock in the morning. It's I'm just ridiculous. Get up and do all this again. Yeah. So it's tablets, it's gels, yeah. it's mm. gels for body, it's gels for vagina. Um, <laughs> you know, there's all sorts of things that you can do, and I think the thing is. You just have to remember that just because you are going through menopause, one, as we've said, you don't have to suffer. Mm. Um, you can try and prevent uh, to some degree that aging process a mm. little bit with mm. the support of internal and external things. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, don't be afraid to talk about your mood swings, maybe your sexual drive and all of those things to someone. And I think it is what you said. It's finding that right GP mm. or hormone specialist that yep. can Or mental health expert as Correct. well. Correct, yeah, mm. yeah, absolutely. Speak to them about it because you're here for a short time mm. and you really want to make sure that you've got a quality of life and you don't need to be suffering like this. Mm. Um, and, you know, be open about it because there's probably someone else that feels the same way and they're just a bit embarrassed about what's happening mm. Um, mm. or embarrassed they've got a dry vagina, okay? I remember speaking to you about this. And yes. Said, You've got a dry vagina because I do now. It's like, you know, and it's not the sort of thing that you can just bring up with anyone, but I was worried about it because it was actually caught, it was sore, like, mm. and and I thought, oh, this is bullshit. Like, I don't want to have to feel sore walking mm. around, let alone the thought of having sex on top of it. So, you know, I think it's about, yeah, be open or listen to these kinds of podcasts if you've got no one um, that, that's prepared to talk about dry vaginas and mm -hmm. vagina gels and things. But, yeah, I think it's about just be really open and honest about it. And if you've got no one close to you, then, yeah, get a really good support or medical mm. professional that can mm. help you because mm. you don't need to put up with this nonsense. Um, I this, feel like we should have put a disclaimer at the beginning of this yes, podcast sorry. that this has got a Pinot Gris rating of about 4.5. <laughs> In terms of you need to make sure you've got a decent Pinot Gris or Grigio like at, at the ready to sort of listen to this because I think yeah. sometimes women need to be in a far more relaxed state to be able to absorb this information yeah. because, you know, we are running around all day. Mm. We're under the pump morning, noon and night and it's not really until you have a chance to kind of 
you know, um, and we don't advocate, obviously, you know, alcohol consumption yeah, to exist. But um, there's a place there's, yeah, where women get a chance to take a breather and really do start to listen to what other women have to say mm-hmm. and then really probably do even get a chance to even listen to their own bodies because often we don't even do that. Mm. So, you know, because you're trying to listen to everybody else That's or it. everyone else just is at you or talking at you all the time. Yeah, or you're, or you're hoping maybe your mum might talk to you about it, but not every not every parent mm. is comfortable with that sort of thing no. either. And maybe mm. they haven't had a, a hard run of it. Some people mm. don't. Like they, they they kind of just, here we are, I've, I've apparently gone through menopause and don't we want to punch them in the face? Yeah, ah. You don't want to get me friends <laughs> with those people. No, I won't be having a peno with someone like that right now. I'll probably want to rip their eyes out. But <laughs> but no, but I think it's that. And, and it's looking at, for me, I mean, like you, very much about my health. And, you know, one of the interesting facts about menopause is that, you know, the first five years of menopause, your collagen decreases by about 30%. Mm. And then there on after, it's about 2% every year. So that's quite a drastic change for you in those first five years. And I guess... Having been in this um, in the beauty industry for as long as I have, and and have heard of other women going through menopause, it's something that I'm not. Um, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm obviously aware of what the experiences have been for other people, and conscious of that. And I guess that's something that I've been a little bit worried about, knowing that that decline in your skin can happen so quickly. But there are things that you can do topically to help that, and I think, and also things that you can mm. you can take and ingest to help those things. Nothing's going to stop the aging process. No. And how lucky are we that we get to age? Like, Correct. you know, ultimately that's the goal to to reach old age. But I think you know if we can do it in the healthiest way, um, in a in a convenient, healthy way, then that's the thing. They're the things that we need to sort of strive for, and and that's your skincare, your health, your drinking water, and things like that. Well, I think it, it's just got to be about how you adjust your lifestyle mm. and it's how you have to adjust your lifestyle when you go from being a teenager to an adult mm. and then when you go from being a single person to getting married and then how you have to adjust your life when you have children. Yeah, absolutely. This is, this is again, just that moment in your life where you have to really do ha- you don't have to overcomplicate things i think because then that becomes overwhelming yeah but i think you do at some point in a moment of calm and whether you're able to do that when you're on a holiday mm. or whether you you know take a week off work if you're working um outside the home and you book yourself into a whole heap of specialists in a week yeah that's it and yeah. just, just you know, knock it off just kind of go this is where i'm at this is the information i need to gather what do i need to do now to move forward mm. and set goals for yourself um, and or whether you're just on a holiday and you sit on a rock and you look at the sunset and you go, I actually now feel as though I need to make some changes yeah. because this is where I'm at. Whatever, well, whatever, whatever it is. At least, mm. Because you, you don't want to get to the point where it, you just implode and then explode because mm. you've let it get too far. Because, I mean, hormones are a fabulous, disastrous thing. Mm. And having been, you know, having had experienced PMDD, I know how psychotic you can be and unreasonably angry you can be over things and you don't want to get to that point um with you with menopause i think we just need to make sure that we as you said whether it's a day a week sit there and go i think these things are happening just be pre- prepared preempt the worst and then you know maybe you might be surprised um you know some helpful things that i have been finding work worked for me and i've always been doing this but i think more so i've noticed um lately is the collagen that I actually take mm. from um, a drink or a food perspective. Um, so, you know, collagen is a fairly sort of new buzz product. It's been around for a long time and there's a lot of collagen supplements out there. But 
Why I take it is simply because collagen being a protein, as we get older, it's obviously important that we have protein um, for muscle mass. Obviously, you don't have fragile bones and things like that as we get older. Um, from a vanity perspective, you know, I want my skin to look the absolute best it can. And so to me, gut health, is super important mm -hmm. um, and it's not just about necessarily all the good foods but making sure you've got things in your stomach that are feeding all the good bacteria so pre probiotics are something that i'm really passionate about collagen i have every day and to be honest i have probably three times what it says to have on uh, the B Collagen, which is the brand that I use. Mm -hmm. um, disclaimer, that is my brand. So, <laughs> you know, hence why I use it. Um, so that one I'll have three serves of a day. And I tend to put it into cold cooking because things, whilst you can put it into hot foods, mm. things do degrade, obviously, with, with heat. So I think, look, ultimately, have your collagen whichever way you can get it into you, which mm. is convenient. Something's better than nothing. But if you can opt for using it in cold things, it's always going to be better. Yeah. Um, I mean, I may have, I have mine every day in my smoothie. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's a no-brainer. It just gets thrown in with yeah. all my other supplements and greens yeah. and banana and whatever else. Yes, that's and it. Like do a no-flavour or yeah. the vanilla one. Mm. And then for me, like a nice, you know, hot chocolate that I, I feel less guilty about mm. is you go with the chocolate option rather than, you know, Milo that's got, I don't know, 100 grams of sugar, sugar. per <laughs> granule. Um, I love, love Milo because you can eat that straight out. I know, no, I don't. people do, let's be honest. So, you know, I think some of the things that I've noticed um, or heard about with menopause, um, and even before women have even noticed that they're even having menopause, is, is the itchy skin. So mm. that's something that um, could be a little bit of a precursor as to what's happening. So the itchy skin is usually a result of the water loss. So when you lose collagen in the skin you your, your body or your skin loses the ability to hold water okay so collagen acts like a binding um so if you think of collagen being a little round sphere and they're yep. little water spheres it yes. sort of um, acts like a magnet to water yes. so the less collagen the less ability you've got to retain water levels in the skin so then it becomes itchy okay so that's sort of a, a one issue you also will become quite dehydrated because obviously you're losing water especially if you're sweating mm -hmm. the Mistake I see a lot of women make when they are having menopause is because they are sweaty. They do sometimes confuse that with being oily, mm. um, and it's not. It, I would say that most likely, more so that you'll be dry dehydrated mm. with the sweatiness. So you want maybe a makeup that's going to help protect the skin, but at the same time allow the skin to sweat and you're not having to use makeup that's dribbling off your face. But it's it's all about, I think, you know, looking at how can we get the water levels back into the skin. Um, and I've got some products I can talk to you about or some ingredients that you should definitely look out yep, for. Definitely. And look, I've found that. I mean, up until now, I've used mostly like our loose mineral foundation yes. which has been always been terrific and no problem at all i mean that's been 15 years mm. but i've just more recently swapping that out a couple of times a week for more of our um uh liquid yeah because because i find that he's a little bit more hydrating to the mm. skin um as well as the bb cream but then all day i mean you just see me Everyone in the office laughs about how I'm just spritzing rose water all over yeah. my face, like morning, noon, and night, yes. especially at about three o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, um, yeah. And when you've been looking at a screen as well, your eyes get dehydrated.
hydrated and what have you. But yeah, rosewood I think, is awesome for that. So I just I'm spritzing probably mm. every hour, mm-hmm. with just a couple of quick spurts of that. We might need to put that in the uh, you know the fire. Um, yeah, I was going to say, can we just yeah, get some just, sprinklers? Yes, in the yes, some rose water sprinklers <laughs> would be ideal. Yeah. That stuff's just the best. Yes. Not only feeling mm. fresh and awake, but, yeah, I mean, I think if you can look at anything that topically can just help with the plumpness, and it's going to be temporary, mm. but at least it's going to help you feel like your skin looks more plump because mm. you've got that rose water that's going to infuse to the top layers. Hyaluronic acid's another amazing mm. product. Um the thing to be careful with hyaluronic acid is that you must make sure you've got adequate water levels in the skin because hyaluronic acid binds to water. So hyaluronic acid will plump the skin if that's what it's there to do. It's to mm. plump up the skin. But to do that, it needs water. Otherwise, if it hasn't got enough water to do that, it will use the water from your skin to plump up the skin, which can right. then dehydrate the mm. skin. So hyaluronic acid needs water. So what you would do is you would spritz with your rose water and then you would put your hyaluronic acid on or you would use a facial mist over the top and then your hyaluronic acid serums and products are just amazing for plumping up the skin. Um, I think if you're looking just very simply at what you can do, it's looking at thing, ingredients that are things like ceramides that help protect the skin, um, lock in the, the moisture, help with barrier function. So any skincare that's going to help with skin barrier function mm, and retaining retaining water, water mm. um, and anything to do with hydration. So, you know, drinking internally, obviously, and also spritzing it. And I think if you are looking at something that's going to really give you a boost, speak to a dermatologist about a particular laser that might help with firming because what you're going to see as you enter and go through menopause is thinning of the skin, sagging of the skin, unfortunately, and um, it, it does just lose its overall firmness. So you can find some lasers may assist with that firming, mm. um, and it might be something that you treat yourself to once a year just to help with that. Um, but these are the things you do, just like going to the gym. You've got yes. to do these things every day. But there's some other things that you could do that are a bit more hardcore Mm. that you might just do every six months or once a year. Yes. No, no, that's fair enough. And I think that also too how you're, and you you alluded this before when you touched on the collagen, but I think, you know, looking at how, what your diet is, we're not talking about diet as in go on a diet. We're talking no. about your overall approach to mm. food and well-being when, yeah. we, when, we, when we use the D word. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's about making sure you're drinking plenty of water, that you're reducing, you know, the amount of sort of inflammatory type of ingredients, mm. you know, lots of sugars and those sorts of things that are in, you know, products and processed foods that yeah. can really be, you know, that can really sort of add to those, you know, issues around menopause and what happens to your skin health mm. at that time. So, you know, it's keeping up your eight to ten glasses of water a day. Absolutely. It's eating all the really, you know, the, the leafy, you know, mm. green vegetables, the um, foods that have the good fatty acids. Yeah, absolutely. That also absolutely. help with moisture and brain health and wellness and those yeah. sorts of things. And it's also making sure you get outside and walk, get in the fresh air, yeah. look at the sky, do your exercise, yoga, walk, run. Yeah, and you don't have to be like the next, no. you know, ripped no. person. No. Like it's, but, but you do need half an hour of exercise a day. Yes. I mean, it just helps lower your cortisol, it all, all those feel-good hormones. You know, it's just amazing how in synergy your, your gut and your hormones and your brain, the, the three of those things just work so closely together. And I think, you know, even if you just go for a light little walk, mm. um, you know, it just makes you feel so much better. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that, um, 
you know, the, the mental health aspect of it is also, you know, very important. Um, you know, stress does a lot, mm. you know, um, to counteract anything you're trying to do to help the menopause situation. Mm. So whatever you can do to reduce your stress, which is, you know, it's hard. I mean, you just, everyone's got stress in their lives for different reasons um, and that's just easier said than done. Yeah. Um, but you need to really look at these are the stress oils in my life. Mm. What do I need to do to try and, you know, you might not be able to get rid of all of them. No, what, can I do, what can I do to reduce some of them? Yeah. Or at least have a communication um, with someone or some people around mm. you that may be possibly going to bear the brunt of you mm. feeling a bit agitated at mm. times. If you can't eliminate those stresses for whatever reason and you're just feeling agitated, mm. having that conversation with your work colleagues, don't be embarrassed about it. Just let them know what's happening so mm. that, you know, I mean, it's no excuse for bad behaviour, but let's, but, you know, let's at least put it out there that these are the things that you're going to struggle with maybe. And, I mean, I've even told my boys about it. It's mm. just let them know that's life. You know, it's not all um, kittens and goats. You love your little baby goats, don't you? It's not all kittens and goats. Um, it's, it, it, it's hard. And I think it's about letting people know what you're going through so they can have that empathy at least for what you are going through. Correct. Let you get away with things too. And just don't try to put any expectations on yourself about how long it's going to take to get through because I think that was probably one of the, you know, you and I being very goal-oriented people. Yeah, but come on, get it over and done with. Correct. Yeah. You know, the first thing I said, how long is this going to last? Mm-hmm. Like I need, I need something mm-hmm. to shoot for. Give me a goal because it's, you know, yeah. it's so crucial for our mental health to be able to go, right, if it's going to take this amount of time, then this is how I've just got to bear down and get through it. And she just said to me, Jack, I'm sorry, I just cannot tell you that. And I'm like, well, what good are you? It's well, you know, it's very storming rude. out. But it is a it is a process of patience mm-hmm. and it is a lesson in how to just be. Yeah, that's gonna be a real that's, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and wow. sit in it, um, and not sit in it from a you know drudgery perspective, but just allow your body to be in where the place it is. Yeah, and then work with what you've got. And I think probably I was lucky, not lucky, but I think because as you know, I had you know my um, knee reconstruction last year, and that for me as a very um, sort of you know active person was a massive lesson in patience for me. Um, And so I think I got a lot of learnings out of that that have then helped kind of progress and I just happened to go through that process and then also start menopause at the same time. Mm. Um, So it was like a double whammy, particularly mentally, and I think you just have to then learn how to cut yourself some slack. You do. And, and I think in today's society as well, we every, we, we get everything we want instantaneously. Like there's no waiting for things. There's no saving up for things. You know, it's, it's everything's there within your reach, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that accessibility to things is amazing, but it also stops us from understanding and learning patience or appreciating that we do need to sometimes just take things a little bit slower. And and, and I'm the exact same as you when it comes to those mm. things mm. Um, that, you know, it is, it's a lesson in patience. And as you said, just sitting with your feelings and just allow them to be. So um, look, I hope everybody's taken a couple of little things from this. I mean, if at the bare minimum you just walk away and go, you know what, I'm just going to be more open about my situation, I mm. think you'll feel that you'll get through menopause a lot easier if you feel that you can talk to people about it. Um, you know, as we said, just to recap, Jack, just go back to the get to your, a good GP, a you GP. know. Um, you know, even if you have to speak to somebody from, you know, a dietitian just to see what 
things you could be doing there. Check out the Adorn website, of course, mm -hmm. uh, for all of your amazing uh, products for your skin and, of course, any sort of collagen supplements that you can help yourself with as well. But Definitely. I, and also, can I say the Jean Hales website um, in Australia yes, is an amazing yes, yes. women's health um, resource yes. as well. Yep. It can help link you up with um, information both to read yourself and mm. also with the right GPs, yeah, the, different, the different courses of um, medications and things. Just yeah. It's a really great central place to start yeah. your menopause, you know, kind of research yeah, yeah, and, and self um, sort of education process. Yep. Um, and again, that's, you know, thanks to my fantastic GP. And mm -hmm. um, I'll have to put that link up. Yeah. And look, we'd certainly be interested in hearing from, you know, any other subtopics within the menopause um, because it is such a big topic mm -hmm. for many, many women. Um, if there's something you'd like us to discuss further or you've got comments yourself about um, the menopause um, topic and what you've been through, you know, we'd love to hear from everybody too, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. So mm -hmm. we don't feel like we're alone talking about all these things, lovely things and yes we probably should put a precursor at the beginning of all this but anyway apologies uh, a little bit late but <laughs> hopefully you've enjoyed um this episode of the big m word the big m word mm -hmm. and um as usual you can follow us on the um adorn facebook page you've also got the briny candy instagram the adorn instagram um yes. got behealth.co yes. is our new amazing collagen Ooh, brand. collagen recipes yep. too oh yeah, yeah. snacks yeah, i've been yeah. throwing a few things on there lately yeah. so you can get that collagen into you very easily definitely easily but um it's been great having you back to chat again today briny it's good to um get back up and running and it's good to see you looking so well she does look amazing everyone as usual but you've been listening to the briny kennedy lifestyle edit brought to you by adorn cosmetics <laughs> <laughs>